broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. Again, those are, those are great words and cliches and those things, but I, Zay's made a lot of plays, you know, in the games that we played in, and, you know, people don't even notice, you know, what he's done playing flyer out there on the punt team and he's on kickoff return and so um you know we had this conversation a week ago darren wilder didn't play the only people surprised that foster did what he did i guess was the the media because certainly no one in the locker room was surprised what foster did so we have a high expectation for what what zay can bring us just like it's what he's brought us um up to this point so we're we're all going to get opportunities throughout the course of our you know careers and and our our time here and Again, it's it's how we respond to the opportunity given to us. Let's do two more guys. Adam. That was Raiders uh, interim head coach Rich Bisaccia today uh, at the practice facility in Henderson, which is where I am right now, um, talking about and, – and Lincoln, by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, uh, Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m. It is a Wednesday, and, and – you know, Lincoln, in, in, in addition to trying to make sense of everything and thinking about the victim, um, thinking about Henry Ruggs and uh, Henry the person, and nobody here uh, with the Raiders is, is, is about to turn their back on him uh, whatsoever, and uh, they'll have conversations with him and, you know, try to support him in, in any way that they can um, to help him sort of sort through everything, uh, his, his own emotions and thoughts. Uh, but at the same time, the show must go on. I know that's a cliche, but there's a football game uh, to be played. Uh, it's not getting canceled. It's not getting postponed. Uh, the Raiders have got to get on a plane on Friday and um, go to New Jersey and go play the New York Giants in a game that um, is the next step uh, on their path to uh, their goals and objectives. And they're very real goals and objectives, Lincoln. They're uh, they're 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 in first place in the AFC West. They are a half a game out of first place in the AFC. Uh, there's some special things that they believe they're capable of doing, and um, as cold and calculating as it might sound, they they they're not going to let this, or they're 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 going to fight against making sure that this doesn't deter them from those goals. And you just have to look at it that way. Well, I, I mean, those, I, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, I, I think that's one of the reasons why they had to release them as. Uh, urgently as they did. I mean, of course, when you heard they had more details before we did, um, it was opened up about the, the, the pending charges. Um, but you can't, you have to limit the distractions. You have to cut weight because you can't have this looming over your head. Um, and, and as long as he was on a the roster, it was going to be, it was going to be looming. Um, and so, you know, you, as you said, you have to move on, you have to move forward. And it'd be interesting to see what they do at the wide receiver position. Um, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they put all the things together. But so far with the distractions they've had, and it's been a tumultuous month and changed, but uh, the distractions they've had, they've been able to uh, get out there and still play good football. And we'll see if they're able to do the same thing this weekend. Yeah, and it was kind of ironic um, because the last thing that Derek uh, talked about the Sunday of their win over the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, we asked him, hey, uh given everything that had happened up until that point with, with John Gruden and having to, to really process that um, in a way that allowed them to go win two games before the break, is the break coming at the right time? Now you'll get a chance to really reflect and think about things and process things uh, without a looming game um, to also focus on. And I know Derek at the time said, yeah, I mean, we finally have a chance now to kind of just 
think about all that just happened because we haven't really had a chance to do that. It's just been full steam ahead because there's a job to do. And how ironic is it, Lincoln, that um, in the aftermath of doing just that, getting that week off, they return back to yet another drama, another controversy. Yeah. And this is the, the worst possible kind. Yeah, another big blow. I mean, again, how do you process it? As we talked about in the last segment, it's draining to go through it over and over again. Or you know, And, it's, of course, it's not even close to as far as um, the, the, the value of life and somebody losing their job. But still, it's a distraction that's befundled this team. Um, uh, and, and, and they've got to put it behind them because they, they, they do need to move forward. Yeah, and one thing about, you know, um, a, a sports teams that's always um, kind of struck me uh, in a lot of ways is that there is, a there is especially the good ones and the, the closer ones, there's a kind of a family element uh, to it, you know. Um, you, you, you spend more time, you know, in season with, with your teammates and coaches than you do with your family. Uh, you know, that's just a fact of the matter. Uh, and there's a certain bonding that has to happen um, in order for good teams to to succeed, it's just sacrifice and friendship. You know all those things that that make for a great team, um, and you have to be close, and you have to care, and you have, there has to be trust, there has to be chemistry. Uh, all of those things go into being a good team, um, and and so the relationships are built, deep relationships. Um, you don't like everybody uh, that you, that you play with, but there's certain players. Um, that you that you become lifelong friends with and you're almost like family members and imagine being rich Bisaccia, who you know as the head coach um and you know coaches kind of have that sort of parenting you know element to them uh they're they're you know teaching you they're disciplining you uh they have to sometimes say things that you know you probably don't want to hear uh pointing out some of your you know flaws and things that you can correct uh but the good ones also care about their players, uh, Lincoln. And can you imagine Rich Bisaccia getting the call that he got uh, yesterday morning uh, to hear that kind of news? Like, that's tough for a coach as well, I would imagine. Yeah, and, you know, the thing to keep in mind, this is still relatively a young team. Yeah. I mean, the oldest guy is incognito, right, 38? And you've got a couple of 30-year-old, but most of these guys are in their mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's – there it, it's supposed to feel like a brotherhood that's what you want you want to know that your teammates got your back and you have their back and now you're right you're not going to spend every minute together but you do spend enough time together where relationships are built and created and friendships are, are there and it, it does it does carry on off the field as well yeah uh it it, it does and um you know now they have to move on without uh, a key piece to the puzzle um for them and you know that's you know, always sort of daunting uh, as well. But there's not, there, like Derek said, nobody cares. I mean, you know, whatever the case might be, um, no one cares. They're, they're not, no, the New York Giants are going to make life easy for the, uh, you know, Raiders because they're, they're dealing with this or still dealing with the, you know, the whole uh, John Gruden thing. I have to say this though, um, Lincoln, and you had, I don't, I don't really know Rich Passaccia uh, that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the time I came on board and then COVID hit, it's been difficult to, to develop, you know, um, relationships True. Um, because, of, because of all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in now covering him for a little while, 
Um, I, I see what you were talking about in, in, in the way you've talked about him. Um, I, I see what you're, what you're saying. It's very understated, uh, he is, uh, but it's, it's a very practical, and I, you, you could tell that he cares as well. Um, I don't know him, you do, uh, but it feels like he might be the right kind of person, the right kind of leader in situations like this. He's really a, a, a no-nonsense guy. It's just straightforward. You, you, you see him, he is who he is. And, you know, there's not uh, there's not any mannerisms or dual personalities or anything like that. I mean, that I, you know, it, it's just he, he's just that type of guy. And he's very straightforward when he talks to you and the way he breaks it down. I, like I said, I, I think that it I think he deserves he's getting a chance to do what, mm-hmm. what it's something he wanted to do for quite some time because he's been around it. But, you know, I think it would it definitely would make sense to me to see him uh, at, at the permanent in that role. Yeah. And he said something. um early on uh, that really struck with me um, in, in terms of separating the player from the person. Uh, and I think the way he had phrased it was, you know, when we're in, when we're, when we're on the field or I'm critiquing you um, on film, you know, I'm, I'm critiquing number four, I'm critiquing mm-hmm. number seven. I'm, I'm critiquing that's, that's me yelling or pointing out things to a number. Uh, when you come after that, when you come up into my office, you're the person and we're the person. Like, and that's how it's going to be. I'm never going to be criticizing you, the person, when I'm pointing things out, um, you know, uh, that, that you could do better or trying to, you know, uh, motivate you or whatever. Or having to sometimes grade you, um, you know, uh, it's the number. It's your number. And then after that, then it's me and you, the person. And you can always come up to my office uh, and talk about whatever it is. Football, life, doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm here. I felt like... You know, that probably resonates pretty well with players when 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 somebody can even just acknowledge that, like, I'm not yelling at you, Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, you know, I'm le- yelling at the guy in that the, 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 the jersey number, everything else. Now we're going to be friends and, and have a relationship. Can't be thin skin in this business. You got to be able to take criticism. And you already know uh, it doesn't matter in the in the business world. You got to be able to take feedback and criticism. You got to be able to take it with a grain of salt. You can either get better from it, learn from it, apply it to the way it's, it affects you, or if you're o- overly sensitive about it, then you're going to take everything. You're, you're not going to be around very long, that's for sure. <laughs> there was never. Well, first of all, when did you kind of come to grips uh, with that? And was there ever anything that anybody ever said uh, that? made you want to do not bad things but you know maybe maybe a a punch or you know at least a shove or something like that to somebody that was um going a little overboard well i mean i mean a long learned a long time ago you can't be sensitive you know like when 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 i was in atlanta i you know june jones i felt had it out for me because he didn't like my weight and you know even though i was one of those guys that said look i'm not going to kill myself because Corey Stringer was a, a good friend of mine, and when he yeah. lost his life trying to battle weight, I was like, it's just not that serious, uh, you know, and I, I knew I wasn't going to be a small guy, so you just had to deal with it, but, you know, I never I, I never took the criticism or never took it personal that, and, you know, my the, my my thought was that there was an inferior guy who was playing in front of me, and right. June liked him better, so I just said there's plenty of, you know, jobs around the league, go go somewhere else, so... You kind of have that awakening or that opening mind where if you really want to commit yourself to this type of career, you need to do everything that's possible to, 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 to make sure it takes off. 
And you, you see a lot of that in that locker room, especially in the defensive line. You got guys who are trying to play and they're pretty good at it. Uh, it's just, you know, you can't play everybody all the time. What was the most um, eye-opening uh, for you going from high school to college or college to the NFL? Uh, probably college to the NFL. Um, everyone had said that the speed was, was, was different. It was, it was greater. Just never, never seen it to, didn't realize it until you got in it, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, the, the, the speed, the, the level, uh, and seeing body, all kinds of body sizes, you know, guys that you didn't think they were fast or that quick go around you in the flash of an eye. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs was telling us that he he told Alex uh, Leatherwood, you know, he's a couple years older, obviously, than Alex. They knew each other in college. Um, but he, he said, he goes, I told him, man, uh, in college, a guy might be really big or a guy might be really strong, you know. Um, and every once in a while, you're going to see a guy who's both. He goes, at this level, everybody is both. <laughs> so yeah. you just have to come to grips with the fact that it's not going to be one or the other necessarily. It's going to be both, and you have to – um, you know, figure out a way to, to, to deal with that. And while we're on that note, um, how do you feel about this offensive line uh, moving forward? I think we've got two games worth of film uh, to really look at to see if this thing is moving in the right direction. But, you know, the reality is, especially now, uh, taking a weapon out like, like Henry Ruggs, I think it's even more incumbent on this offensive line uh, to really hit its stride coming out of the break. Yeah, you know, from what I've seen over the last couple of games and, and really broke it down, they, they are coming together. I also think, and we've talked about this before, I think it has a lot to do with scheme. Um, you, you, you can coach for success. You can put your guys in the right, uh, a, a better position if you're mindful of that instead of trying to hit your head up against a brick wall. And what I mean by that, certain simple things like I believe that Josh Jacobs and, and is, is a better downhill runner straight at the line rather than the stretches. Not to say that he can't do it. I said I think he's more effective and more efficient when he's going straight downhill, and that, that, that incurs a lot of man blocking. And so I've seen this offensive line kind of gel in a way during some things like that. Also taking the pressure off him by, you know, putting screens out there. I've seen screens and draws. That wasn't a part of this offense before, and I think it just takes some of the pressure off of the offensive line. Still a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, it's, Andre James has got to play better, obviously. He's getting better every week, especially as we've talked about it. But, you know, Brandon Parker's got to figure out a way how to stop a bull rush because that's all people are going to do to him. So, you know, there's still a lot that to, to be had there. But, you know, for the most part, this is a team I think that, you know, the offensive line coming together playing, that this scheme has really helped them excel and help them build confidence. And I'm hoping that they can maintain an add-on to this week. All right, in a case like Brandon Parker, uh, you've mentioned this before about the bull rush. Is it just a matter that he can't um, or he's not doing what he needs to do in order to? Most guys, when they're being bull rush, they try to do one or two things. Either they try to muscle up where, you know, you would imagine a guy's trying to run over you and all of a sudden you're just trying to drop your anchor, put your feet in the ground and, and take it all on your back. Well, you got to have a, another course. There was things that we used to do like trapping and stuff like that when a guy was had his momentum or weight forward leaning into you that you would take his you would take your arms and on the top of his arms chop down as hard as you possibly could and his momentum would take him to the ground. 
Um, I don't see a lot. Of, I see some some guys do it in the National Football League. I don't see a lot of guys do it. Um, but that would be a technique that you could take or understand that people are going to come into you. So you've got to do one. You've got to have a backup. If they're going to try to run you over, you've got to have a backup because you can't. That's how he keeps hurting his back. He's straining trying to trying to take these guys on. So he's got to develop something else uh, as, as a counter to it. Well, they had an opportunity, um, you know, to at least kick the tires on somebody, uh, you know, as a, as a, as maybe an upgrade um, for for Brandon. But whether they just that person just wasn't available, or the asking price was too much, or you know, they just feel like you know what, um, it's 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 working and it's getting better, uh, and we're committed to seeing uh, this through. Um, but I do have to say that. Uh, DJ Fluker looked a lot better today uh, than he did two weeks ago. The last time I saw him in terms of his physicality and his conditioning, um, still no on him potentially being uh, a right tackle. Oh, he's not a tackle. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, he's not. His feet are too slow. It, he had the same problem when he was drafted by the Chargers. They put him out of tackle. He just could not deal with the speed rush. And he, um, he, he's more of a guard. He's the, and there's nothing wrong with that. But no. no, he's not. He's not a tackle. Well, what what about him as as a, a guard? Um, you know, on his on on you know, I'm sure his best day is uh, probably behind him. Um, but on a on a good day for DJ Fluker, um, could he help the Raiders this year? I think what he could help. What 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 I would probably be more apt to do him if you're going to suit him up is help with the run game and the jumbo package. Because, you know, you're, you know we talked about uh, how Foster Moreau struggles out there as the extra tight end. Um, and, they, they, and, and they, you know, they, they did it the last game. They brought in um, uh, Martin, Nick Martin, to help out at the tight end. And, and that might be a way that you can go. But um, I would see him more at, the, at, the, at the, the guard position or maybe helping out in, like, the jumbo short yardage. Like when you just want to pound the snot out of the football. I think you right. can do that with with him in in, in position as like a tight end or something like that, extra blocker. Well, uh, I think they're going to have to do that against the Giants uh, because I'll say this about the Giants: they're definitely offensively challenged uh, without question. I don't even know what they're trying to do necessarily uh, <laughs> uh, over there. Um, it's just kind of a too head many scratcher. injuries. Yeah, that that too, and uh, Saquon Barkley today. Um, I think he's on the COVID list. Oh, um, is he? Wow. Yeah, yeah. They lost yeah, they basically had a whole team outbreak that they're trying to get under control. Oh, great. Yeah, uh, with that, Devon. Actually, because I was so knee deep in everything that was going on with Henry Ruggs. If you have some information, what exactly? Because uh, I saw that kind of come across, but I really wasn't able to dive into it yet. Uh, what, 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 what did I read about the Giants? Um, basically, they've had so far. It's only been confirmed that the running back coach has has the COVID. Has COVID, and so they're just retesting all the players. So, so all the players are having to retest. But so far, the confirmed case is the running backs coach. So now they're just doing the due diligence of making everyone else go get tested again. And then that's uh, that's also compiling with the injuries that they actually have to players. Right. No and doubt Saquon Barkley is one of the running back coach, so obviously he's going to be one of those players that needs to be retested. Right. And did I read right that? Like there were 13 players that tested positive, but then they came back and tested negative, right? Yeah, like that was a false. part of yeah. Like that's why they wanted to retest players because they were they were being they would be in jeopardy of having to cancel the game if that would have held up. Yeah, uh, I was that that thought flashed, um, you know, through my mind. I was like, 13 players. Wait a minute, is this game even going to be played? But then 
um, you know, the, the subsequent report that said that they all, you know, almost I think all of them uh, then then tested negative. So uh, so, you know, it's, it's in good shape to uh, to play this game. But Lincoln getting back to the Giants, offensively challenged uh, Giants and uh, injury riddled uh, Giants. Uh, one thing that I that I, what I thought I saw pretty well uh, of them against the Kansas City Chiefs on on Sunday or on, on Monday night was a pretty decent defense, um, you know, yeah. and, and a defensive line that that has, uh, you know, uh, some players down there that, that could do some damage. Um, what kind of a matchup are you anticipating uh, at front from that? From that uh, well, I mean, I think it's play? a challenge. Uh, you know, if you watch that game uh, closely against Kansas City, what they said is that they were going to play a high enough shell um, on, the, on the back end where you weren't going to beat them deep. You're going to be able to throw things underneath. You're going to take those yards there, but you're not going to be able to stretch and or stretch them deep or vertically. So that works to to Derek Carr's. He he's as patient of a quarterback out there, but the defensive line has got to hold up. I mean, the offensive line has got to hold up um, mainly because they have rushers. They don't have to blitz a lot, but they do have rushers that can uh, that that can get uh, apply pressure on a quarterback. If you could put your finger on, and this is you know something that the Raiders are going to have to get turned around on on Sunday, uh, they're just not very good uh, after the bye week. And Rich Basaccia pointed that out. Uh, at the very least, they're acknowledging it and trying to uh, um, you know get it fixed. Uh, but what's the biggest? You know, I you would think that you're rested. Um, is there is it is it a fine line between rest and rust, or you just get out of whack a little bit by not by not practicing? Um, yes. I mean, all that, a little lethargic. Um, look, this is, un, unlike the last two games, notoriously this season, the Raiders have started out slow. Right. It's almost like they don't wake up to the third quarter. So, you know, you, you try to put your, try to go back and look at the last two games and how that worked for you and try to capitalize off of that momentum. You take in consideration, they got to go back east. There's going to be an early start time for them. The one good thing that they do now that, say, we didn't do back when I did, I, I played, is, like, they're actually practicing in the morning, aren't they? They practice not, it's, not Yeah, they, they usually – well, It's it, like it, 11 it, or something like that, whatever? It's Yeah, it's been a little bit later uh, since Bisaccia took over. They, okay. During training camp, it was 7 in the morning. Okay. Oh, God, I hate <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> but I say that to say this, that, you know, it's not a big of a challenge when you go back east and say you're starting at 10 a.m. if you're practicing in the morning. You know what I mean? A 1 o'clock right. game, 10 a.m. for your body. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that helps. But the big thing is that you it's hard to generate that momentum when you've had some time off. When you, I mean, they've been gone for a whole week and they're just kind of getting back into it. It's not like they, they, they can't do it or they don't know how to do it. It's just getting that rhythm, that lather to go back into and to get back into that, that type of energy, that type of vibe sometimes takes a little time. Yeah, and anything could happen, uh, Lincoln, on Sunday. And, you know, we, we all know that, but... I just get a different feel about this team than the than the previous Raider teams that I've that I've covered. Um, you know, uh, there's there's just a better there's just more of a maturity level. Um, you know, uh, a, having learned from their previous mistakes uh, level, they're obviously to me more talented. Um, you know, now uh, especially on defense. You know, saying that, I was just about ready to say the wide receivers are in good shape, but now all of a sudden, that's 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 challenged because mm-hmm. that's, you know, 
you, you really you think about what just happened, and Lincoln Henry was really a big part of this offense. Um, in a lot, and it, it wasn't just the numbers which were starting to really blossom uh, and and increase. It's what he meant to the to the whole operation uh, with that speed and the focus that uh, defenses had to had to put on him. Uh, so, you know, as I'm talking it through, you know, this is a different team in a lot of different ways in a lot of better ways. But man. You know, it, it kind of circles back to what just happened and the, the, the football loss that um, that the Raiders are going to feel on Sunday and moving forward. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, the way they were using Henry was the way they intended to use him last year. It just never really came to fruition as much as it did. Taking the top off of defense is more importantly, if you're going to play zero coverage where there's no deep safety, and you're going to play man across the board, then you're going to have that threat. And they use that, They especially when they blitzed. They've sent a message to all the teams in the National Football League. If you blitz, especially with our receivers, you're going to put one-on-one on somebody and you can get burned. Henry did that a couple times as, as well as, you know, Zay Jones, Edwards and stuff like that. So that's what it that, – that's one of the big things about it. And they also lose the deep angle routes off of play action because that's something they have been working a, a, a quite a bit on and have had success. Um, when you have that much speed – uh, like Henry Ruggs does, and, and the crossing routes become ultra dangerous. I wish this team did more crossing routes, but that's that's just my say. Anyways, yep. um, but those deep angle routes and, and those those deep pivot routes are, are big time, uh, and, and, and that's one of the things that Ruggs has done well. Now Zay is going to have to do it, or they have to find someone else. Edwards can do it too. He's still got some speed. Yeah, he does. Um, it's just it, it, it it's just inexplicable because again. It looked like they had their wide receiver group set for a good Sometime, next five years yeah. or so. Yeah. And it just, you know, life uh, always has a way of stepping up and saying, you know, yeah, uh, you're not. In, <laughs> don't think too far uh, in, in advance because uh, life is always lurking somehow, some way. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Monster and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, from a football aspect, I mean, we're ready to go. You know, we had a great practice. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a lot of things this year. That's for sure. Um, a lot of guys, just what a crazy year. You know, I heard that a couple times, you know. Um, I heard, goodness gracious, you know, like, man, you know, just like, can we please nothing else, you know, um, not for our own sake, but just for the sake of everyone else, you know, just for everyone involved, you know. Um, but from a football aspect, from a competitive aspect, we're we're ready to play football. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, we know where we're at um, from that from that standpoint, and we know what we have to do. We know that this was a time of year where we hit a lull a couple times, you know, and we can't let, let that happen, no matter what's going on. And I, me and nine one. We and Jan say it to each other every, every day. Nobody cares. You know, at the end of the day, nobody cares. What we're going through, how your body feels, nobody cares. We got we to gotta do our job. And uh, we, we emphasize that to each other again today. You know, hey, I got your back. You got mine. Nobody cares, man. We got to go. And before practice, during practice, after practice, you know, we're, we're always just trying to push whoever's listening. That is it fair? No, um, because I want to have emotions about things. I want to think about things as a human being. You know, um, you know, football is secondary when something like this happens. You know, this is we're talking about lives and um, 
you know, a lot of, a lot of different lives and a lot of different situations. But for us, from a football aspect, our mindset is we are, we're going to be ready to play. That's for sure. That was Derek Carr, uh, Raiders quarterback, um, today at the practice facility in Henderson, trying to, um, you know, make, not just make sense of what happened, uh, Lincoln, but, um, try to, you know, just set aside. And I wrote about this today. Um, there's a human and a professional side and we all have to do it, Lincoln. We all have to do it. Um, we've all experienced loss. We've all experienced pain. We've all experienced, um, everything that life has to offer. Um, we all have, let's be honest with it. And there's no way that we can call a timeout in life uh, so that we could just deal with that, you know, because there's bills that need to be paid. Uh, there's food that needs to be put on the table. There's obligations. There's, you know, uh, what you're paid to do. Um, and, and, you know, call it right or wrong, Lincoln, but that's just the way the world works. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think about it. What Derek was trying to say is that you want to put this stuff behind you. And move on and and there's times where you know you you feel a little awkward about how to do that i mean just like the gruden situation when we first started talking they're like these guys just want to go out and play football mm-hmm. coaches coach players play just want to play football and put it behind them you know now there's a tragedy that has the that has happened to one of your teammates and you know, you do feel for his family and you feel for him as well, but and, and the victim's family, but you still want to just put it behind you and go out and do what you do. And that that's why this trip for New to New York can't come fast enough. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's not behind you, but off to the side. Yeah. Um, because you're never far from it. And, you know, uh, Derek talking today about how, you know, passing Henry's locker, you know, and Henry's not there. Henry's there every single day you know, um, and has been for the last couple of years. And all of a sudden, Henry's not there. And I know that, you know, that happens in professional sports. People get traded, people get cut, um, whatever the case might be. And all of a sudden, you know, the team, sometimes it rarely looks different. I mean, it rarely looks the same from day to day uh, a lot of times. There's practice squad players getting elevated. There's guys getting cut, put on IR. Uh, So you kind of get used to that in this world. Um, but at the same time today, when Derek Carr passed his locker and saw that it was empty, it wasn't because, oh, he's hurt and he's on IR, uh, or, 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 or anything like that. There was a real reason, a life reason why he wasn't there. And it kind of hit Derek, um, you know, uh, man, like all of it just sort of, uh, came rushing back and that's it's, but again, you have to leave that right there in the locker room um, or, or, you know, outside the locker room almost yeah. um, so that you can focus properly uh, on, on the task at hand. And, you know, one of the things that I think could help the Raiders and, and um, is that there are this season isn't lost. This isn't a, you know, four, three, four years ago season where, ah, you know, uh, it's just not going very well. Again, uh, no, this is anything but this. They're right. The Raiders are right where they want to be, Lincoln. They're they're in first place in the AFC and um, they, they, they want to make sure they stay in first place. And I think they have the right people in that locker room. Um, now, do they have the right mindset to be able to continue to forge ahead and, and uh, pursue those objectives in a legitimate way? Well, I mean, this is going to be a big test for them. I mean, the, the Giants are no slouch. They're 
as you mentioned uh, last segment, they're offensively challenged to some extent. They, you know, and inconsistent with the injuries, especially I think Shepard went down one of the receivers. So they're they're running then on offensive players, but they're still a team nonetheless that you got to go out and take care of business. And when you look at the remaining part of the schedule, I mean, look. It's it's a very winnable schedule in a lot of ways. You you can say probably the most difficult tasks are going to be the Bengals, the Cowboys, and and of course the Chargers. Um, the way things they, are. They, they play the Chiefs twice too. Yeah, that's... they still have to play Chiefs. I mean, it's not easy, but I'm just saying that the, the, the Chiefs yeah. are having their fair share of issues and mm-hmm. problems too. And 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 I I, I think that the Raiders. Uh, this is a, like I said, it's a very winnable and favorable schedule for them. Um, but they still have to go out and do it now. And and we can't. You know, I've made the mistake over the last couple of years of looking ahead after the Raiders came out to a fast start, and then they wet themselves in the second half of the season. And, and you know, I'm sitting there left in the hole, like, what happened? And But I, I think this time is going to be different, even amongst the distractions, the off-the-field distractions. And I got to say, uh, uh, having worked with Lincoln now uh, for a year and a half or so, I believe him when he says that, because even all through last year, Lincoln um, – you know, A, it didn't take Vince Lombardi to figure out this defense is really bad. Uh, and B, if you didn't understand that, Lincoln was there to pretty much explain it on a daily basis. This offense needs to score 30-plus points to win a game, any game, yeah. uh, basically. And that's not a world – that's a dangerous world to live in in the NFL when your offense has to be perfect. <laughs> play in and play out, let alone game in and game out. Like, play in and play out. Uh, they, they couldn't squander any opportunity – and even when they did, and they did take advantage of everything, it still sometimes wasn't enough because the defense was just that bad. This year, listen to Lincoln now. I, you know, it sounds way more um, positive about things, and I'm pretty sure, uh, not to put you know words in in your mouth, Lincoln. It probably has a little bit to do with the fact that they could actually stop people now. Well, that's that's that has a lot to do with it. I mean, the 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 offense has a rhythm, even though it still has holes. The offense has a rhythm to it um, that can score points and can be efficient and effective, and we've seen that. If they if they don't shoot themselves in the foot by getting off to slow starts or forcing the hands where they have to play catch-up, I think this offense can compete with anyone. But the defense has been the the the, the betterment of the team, in my opinion. It, it's, it's been the better part of the team because the defense can generate a rush with four. You've got I'm, – I'm really impressed with the way Denzel Perryman is playing. Even uh, even Littleton as well, you know, linebackers and the, the secondary, even though it's been banged up, still has been efficient and effective. And I, so as a whole, I'm I'm really impressed with the way the defense has been playing. You know, and I, I know you 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 said you were going to resist looking ahead because last couple of years it's kind of gotten gotten the best of you. But we're going to look ahead right now. I'm going to um, resist so you can do it. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> uh, turn turn the volume off then because uh, here it comes. Um, all right. So the, the Giants on Sunday, obviously. And uh, I keep having to remind myself the Chiefs are in Las Vegas next week. Um, yeah. So uh, here come the Kansas City Chiefs on a Monday night game. Big stage uh, uh, for the Raiders on the, on the 14th, 520 uh, uh, kickoff time. And then they're back home to the Bengals, who I think uh, got served up a little bit of humble pie uh, on on Sunday. Uh, the Bengals, as most young teams uh, learn a lesson from time to time in this regard, the Bengals were flying pretty darn high, and they were playing pretty good football. And I've been bullish on them uh, pretty much from the get go. Uh, but they go to play the New York Jets, and 
uh, guess what? Those other guys get paid too. And I think the Bengals got caught looking ahead a little bit and, and, and lost. Anyway, they come here in two weeks. Um, and then it's a short week, Lincoln, uh, to go play the Dallas Cowboys in what, if the Raiders can kind of hold serve here uh, over these next three weeks, and I think they're capable of doing that. Wow, doesn't that set up to be a fun Thanksgiving uh, day game uh, uh, against the Cowboys? But here's the thing. You know, on, on when you're looking at it, Dallas, Thanksgiving, short week, um, that's a 50-50 proposition. You know, uh, I think the Raiders are, are, are a good football team, and uh, I think they could beat the Cowboys, um, you know, ten times they play. They could beat them five times. But this might be the one where, huh, that's going to be a tough chore uh, to go beat the Cowboys in Dallas, which makes it even more important that they take care of business these next three weeks. Well, that's that's a mouthful, and it's all very true. I, I think when you when you talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Dallas Cowboys, you're talking about two physical teams that are playing some good football, um, that have both have a, a effective offenses. Uh, both defenses are playing impressively well. The last thing you want to do is you don't want to overlook anybody, obviously, but that Sunday night game against Kansas City is is, is a big deal. Even this, this Giants game is a big deal because you want to keep the momentum going. You're going into a stretch where I've always felt that teams that win in November and December end up playing in January. And it's not going to be an easy stretch. And, you know, the, 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 the Cleveland Browns are in disarray right now, but you got to figure they're going to, they might get it right. Last thing you want to do is, is have them surprise you on a date that's going to be flexed, you know, for all the world to watch. So after you take on the Kansas City Chiefs twice, then you got to go to Cleveland on, on, on a day to be announced. And then we still have the, the Colts, the Broncos, and the and the, I said the Chargers. I think the, the, the division is going to be decided by the Chargers and Raiders that last game. Yep, uh, I'm with you uh, on that. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Ramon, the Raider Witch Doctor, is on the line. How you doing, brother? Raider Ramon, are you there? Do we have John in Orange County? Hello? Yeah, is this uh, Raider Ramon? No, it's John from Orange County. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good man. Just want to give first off. I uh, just want to give you Vince, uh, Prostman, and Link Finley. I listen to you guys every day. Very proud to have this as the Raider Nation uh, call line. Been going through a lot of stuff, but it definitely helps us to, to uh, you know talk about things. But uh, uh, so yeah, we've been having a rough patch. Uh, but you know what, man? Um, I believe this team has great character and great poise, and um, I think we're going to get through this, man. We just got great players. That it's just a whole different vibe. Everyone seems more mature, and um, you know what? I, I, I yesterday when I when I woke up at six, I checked, you know, I read my Bible, and then I checked my Raider news, man, and I was I was devastated, just like the nation. But once again, our our condolences to the family. Uh, you know what, man? This is I love football. Football is is something I grew up with. I love my Raiders, man, and uh, something for this uh, to happen since I've been a kid and and. and through so much up and downs, it, it really hurts. But I really believe Carr is the right guy. Um, I just have faith in him, and I want everybody in the Raider Nation to know that we we all we got, man. And uh, we don't look left or right. We look forward. And like Big Al said, you know, the future, the greatness of the future is in, in, of, the, of the organization is in the future, and the future is right now. And I just want to give you guys uh, mad love once again to the nation, to the broadcast team. 
uh, let's go Raiders. Love you guys. All right, John, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, I echo those statements about uh, Derek Carr. I've been covering him now for two-plus years. Um, he's an impressive dude, uh, Lincoln. I've, I've covered a lot of players. And I, I you know, uh, just the person that he is and uh, the values that he stands for, um, you know, the poise that he's expressed now uh, over twice over the last month, kind of having to help lead the Raiders out of a dark place. Um, in that regard, from that standpoint, uh, there probably isn't a better person to have uh, in that locker room kind of leading the way and leading the charge uh, than Derek Carr. He's really an impressive uh, uh, person uh, and human being uh, in my book. You're in the huddle. You're in the you're in the huddle with Penny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. Saul is on the line. How you doing, Saul? Hey, guys. What's going on? Good evening. Uh, no, just calling in. Uh, I've been wanting to call some gestures since all this news broke. And, uh, you know, just like everybody else, when the news started coming out, uh, it was like a real big, bad gut punch, you know. And uh, as you started finding more details out, it was just like, you know, thinking from a fan, like, you know, not again. You know, how can this happen to us? And and then I had to put, you know, uh, a reality, you know, a sense of reality. It's like this is more than football. This is a family member, or, you know, a, a person that life has gone for a census act, you know, and, uh, you know, and it really hit home for me because I have a 24 year old and I also have a 28 year old and, uh, you know, my 24 year old, he likes to go out and experience, you know, the, the stuff that adults do here in Vegas and it can get crazy out here, you know, and I always tell him, you know, we live in a 24 seven town and you got to be careful because you can be the, you know, the perfect kid or the, the sweetest kid. And you, and you mess up and you make an accident or you something like this happens and there's no there's no going back you know there's nothing that as a parent that I could do to you know I could be there for you but this is something that there, you know you take someone's life there's no going back and it can happen in a blink of an eye and you know and us growing up all my life I've been a Raider fan and you know I raised him as a Raider fan and you know he's the generation with with Ruggs generation you know the, the youngsters and he relates to that player you know and to see his his mugshot today was really an opportunity for me to to show him and, you know, open up his eyes and, and show him, you know, you could see the remorse in Ruggs' face, you know, during his picture and, you know, and just to show him, like, how, fa- how, fa- how far you can fall from grace in so short of a time, you know. And it was really a reality check for us and a learning opportunity. And also on the other end, you know, my other, my daughter, <laughs> she works on the Strip and she works for the casinos and she's constantly driving home. Uh, you know, at those hours, getting off shift, and I can just, you know, put myself in, and I can't put myself in their parents' shoes, but I can just imagine that's my worst nightmare. So it, it really hits home for me, and I just want everybody to, if anything, learn from this, and and it's not worth it. Don't drink and drive, and you know, it's okay to 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 forgive, but I mean, I mean, it's too soon, probably. But you know, it's you know, everybody messes up, you know, and, and everybody deserves a second chance. So. Hopefully, you know, it would just be a good learning tool for everybody, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Very well uh, said, Saul. Uh, thank you so much for the call. Um, back out to uh, the listener line. Antonio in Modesto uh, is on the line. How you doing, Antonio? Hey, good, guys. Hey, Vinny, I appreciate all the work you do. And, and Link, man, thank you for uh, carrying the shield for the Raiders for all these years, man. I appreciate it. But I, I'll keep it short and brief. I, You know, I, condolences, obviously, man. And unfortunately, this is a billion-dollar business. As sad as it's, you know, we have to move forward. Um, and I just, 
I, I think we lose fact of, of, you know, we, I don't think we lose fact of what's going on, but I think that as sad as is going through Mr. Ruggs and the family that deceased, unfortunately the wheels turn and um, it's hard to look at a game Sunday, man. Um, I will be tuning in and looking to see what Ruggs may have did if he was still there and look at what Zay Jones done. Unfortunately, that's where we're at today. And, um, again, you guys putting out everything you guys can for us, you know, being from the Bay, man, and I get all the information. So I appreciate what you guys do, man. And um, you guys are stand-up guys to get up and talk about it from yesterday to today. Um, and then, obviously, Sunday, Lincoln, you'll be making that call. So uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, uh, it's, I, that's the thing, Lincoln. Uh, nobody at, at all, uh, I can assure you uh, here, um, you know, that, that we've spoken to and, and talked to and reached out to uh, is losing any sight of the of what happened, of, of the real tragedy uh, in all of this. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, at, at the same time, there's 52 other uh, uh, men in that locker room that had literally nothing to do with this at all. Right. Um, and they have their lives to live and their families to take care of and their jobs and their, you know, and, and, and that goes on. Um, and at the same time, Lincoln, um, there's still room to feel um, a certain way uh, for Henry Ruggs as well, uh, because, you know, that's it's just something that he's going to have to live with now uh, for the rest of his life. Whether you want to say that he deserves it, I don't know. I'm not I'm not any kind of a judge or jury or anything like that, but I know that it's going to be difficult for him. I could tell I saw uh, Henry today at the, um, you know, uh, in the court proceedings and kind of the uh, he he. He went from being Henry Ruggs, the football player, to Henry Ruggs, 22-year-old kid, who looked petrified, um, you know, at what he got, he's gotten himself into. Um, and it's almost like you're in a box and you can't get out of There's nothing that you can do. I, I learned this one, Lincoln, when, my, when I walked into the hospital and I was told that my brother died, was dead, you know, when I got there after a car accident. There's nobody that you can argue to. There's no way to change that. There's nothing you can do. It's a, there's a finality to it. That's just um, it's it's mind boggling, and I know that he would give anything right now, Henry Ruggs, to turn back the t- clock and and just make a better decision. But he can't, and you can see that on his face. I'm not absolving him from anything, but but it, there's a human element to that part of it as well, Lincoln. And and and, and that's what's so sad is because it it it, it takes a life altering reality like this uh, the, the, the episode to make you stop and think it shouldn't come to that you just got to be smarter i'm hoping that more people are smarter and please don't drink and drive yep absolutely uh and i echo that times a billion uh want to say thank you uh to all of our callers uh appreciate your insight and your heartfelt um emotions and feelings uh lincoln thank you uh for everything we'll talk to you again uh tomorrow yep uh thursday 4 to 6 p.m demon uh thank you for everything that you do uh at home base uh truly appreciate uh all that you do uh we're back at it tomorrow 4 to 6 p.m in the huddle uh brought to you by tequila and Bajador. this is raider nation radio 9 20 a.m check you guys out tomorrow